audio transmission was received from an unknown radio source within the northeastern region of the continental United States. The radio signal has been deciphered from a secret broadcasting facility and is now being transmitted to your listening device. This is the Nostalgia Cafe. And welcome back to the greatest memories of your childhood, the Nostalgia Cafe. We're so glad you found us. I'm Dan Morrow. Ever since 1983, I have been Sam Sytels. And with us is the beautiful Karen. She's joining us. We are your guides as we take you on the journey of your lifetime. Now, what do we have tonight? We have an interesting guest. We have a great guest, actually. Joel Miller. Uh, fascinating story. He's with us now on the line. He's... Um, I wouldn't just say you were a roadie, Joe. Your book is about being a roadie, but you've—I—I I, I read excerpts, and you've done so much in the entertainment field. Um, from yeah, but I never—I never created an intro that cool. I love it. <laughs> oh, bro! <laughs> yeah, not to interrupt you, but that's what we're saying, man. That is like the neatest intro. Oh, thank you, dude. There's more where that came from. <laughs> we're fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, um, thank you. I, I have a music background. I've been playing, I've been in hair bands. And so this is really a fun um, episode for me to do. I, I've We're off to an awkward start. I have no hair. <laughs> oh, dude. Neither does Sam, so you're good. Oh, all right. I'm with you, bro. And, I'm with and, you. And Dan. And mine's been Yeah, Dan doesn't very, have the hair he used to. Hey, I'm still jealous isn't of it, yours. So, so the fans. It's funny, isn't it, that all of us, all of us hair guys are no longer have the hair? No. I don't know if it means anything deeper, but. And I don't have any pictures on me to show friends. Like, I have to, like, scroll Facebook like a, a million. Look, here I was. Yeah, this, this is me. But, dude, you, you chilled with Slash. I mean, he's still rocking that big hair, isn't he? I never toured with Slash. When I worked for Guns N' Roses, he, was, uh, he wasn't in the band. I was with uh, Buckethead, right. and I was with um, uh, Robin. And, but no, but I love Slash. I'm a huge <laughs> Slash fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think he has hair, yeah. He yeah, he still got his hair. <laughs> Confirmation. Thank you. You come from yeah. an interesting background. Um, I, think, I think one of the things that fascinated me the most was your father. Um, okay. Who who repaired um, engines? He was an engine mechanic, but he had everything at his house or at your place. Yeah, and he worked on yeah. Jaguars. Absolutely, yeah. So he was a machinist, really. So mm-hmm. when you take your car to the mechanic, if they have to pull the motor, uh, a it's expensive, but b they send it off to somebody else to put together. And my dad was that guy; he would put it together, and he specialized in these. High-end English cars. So there was a lot oh. of real kooky people that would come through. Yeah, a lot, right, of, but it's a lot not, of midlife crisis guys. <laughs> but it's not a common thing. So, you know, if you no. are a big wig or you, you're a big name and you have a car like that, there is only one guy to go to. And, some, and, and sometimes, in many cases, that would be your dad. And Yeah, what, it's like a limited thing. So, so it's like, you know, you're looking for a little piece of trim on an old car. You're mm-hmm. looking for the jack. That's real hard to get. Just little stuff. They'd call my dad all day. He'd get really angry. And I'd drive him nuts, and it was highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the, one of the stories that I, I got a kick out of was uh, one of his clients was Jay Leno. Dan was very mm, jealous. Yeah. He was I, yeah, very I watch, jealous. I watch Leno's garage all the time. He was showing me that all the pictures. Story is bonkers. <laughs> Love it's it. Nice. Yeah, Jay. 
Well, it's see, there. I mean, the sincerity is obvious in the show, but that dude loves cars. Mm-hmm. He definitely does. So uh, my my dad to him was this uh, well, the old guard. <clears throat> you know, there was a respect right. level there that uh, I don't think my dad cared at all, but Jay definitely had, and he was real good to me. You know, I was a kid looking for direction, something to do with my life, and I didn't know. And and I and I unfortunately I got people like Jay Leno and all these other entertainers to tell me what to do, and I listened to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy, dude! Well, it turned like, out well. <laughs> now the funniest story is somehow you wound up taking a ride with Jay Leno, and what led to that? So what had happened was is um, my dad my dad didn't watch his show like it was Jeopardy, and then they went to sleep. So. When Jay came, he kind of knew he was a TV guy, but A, he didn't care, and B, he definitely, he really didn't know him. Now, the cars that he'd come through, though, are worth a lot of money, and they're incredibly rare, so I figured my dad would care, but no, he didn't care. <sighs> so he came through, and he had to pay for his gearbox. He's got a car that has an uh, airplane engine in it. What? And so the, the, the gearbox, I, I believe in the airplane engine car, the Jaguar gearbox, and he blew it. Um, the gearbox because the power of the motor. And I think he used to do it regularly to have he'd blow the gearbox. My dad, he'd come over to my dad and my dad would fix it. So he owed my dad, it was something like 200 bucks. It was a really small amount of money. And my dad was like, you know, I don't take checks. <laughs> Not even <laughs> from Jay from Leno. Leno. <laughs> you don't take checks. So Jay. I need a second Jay form Lam- of I mean, ID. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two routes to go here. You know, one is like, well, then screw you and you, yeah. you leave. Right. But Jay just laughed. Maybe because he's a comedian and maybe he thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he laughed and then he's like, well, come on, Joel. Why don't we go down to the bank? So I drove down in this airplane engine car, actually, and all the house alarms were going off. And I write in my book, <laughs> I just wanted everybody I'd ever met in my life to, to be you? just hanging out on the yeah. street right now. Yeah, because I'm like cruising <laughs> down with Jay Leno in this car. And I, I remember, actually, I didn't, I'm sitting next to him in this tiny little cockpit in this massive car. So we're literally sitting on top of each other and I'm going like, this is so crazy. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I asked him, I'm like, you know, uh, would you like, would you give me a job? I asked him one time and he's like, well, if you go to college. And so it's funny that you would listen to like a professional comedian right. <laughs> to decide where you go in life. Right. But I went to college really because Jay told me to. No way. <laughs> awesome. It's really true. Otherwise I wouldn't have gotten Yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. I, I was going through your book. You did a lot of stuff. Um, Worked on a lot of films, um, and you, you weren't you weren't shy to name drop either. You you would you would say in the film uh, um, during the making of the film who was an asshole, who wasn't an asshole, and um, yeah. So the uh, the editor was like, he, he's a, a retired school teacher, and he's my he's my girlfriend's uh, cousin. Of your and book, he was like, I want to know. Yeah, and he's like, I want to know more about the film stuff. I'm a well, it's a music book, really. He goes, yeah, but I like all the film stuff. And if you could tell some stories. So I was like, oh, all right. So I went back and I started writing in some film stories. And I put in, and I put in the names because of the editor, mostly. Because uh, he, he was so into it. But there was a couple that I had remembered that I, I thought were kind of funny. So, But yeah, I kind of picked on a few people. Can I, can I ask you about that? Because I got to say, growing up, I was an immense Green Day fan. And I believe he was, that's one of the bands you pooped on. Am I right? So here's the deal. Every story, every good story needs a bad guy. And I picked the punk band. There you go. Why? So you chose the band punk band? On. Come on, dude. Yeah, I picked the punk band. So, uh, no, I don't, they asked me though, I do not hate Green Day. It's just a story in the book. But yeah, I definitely, 
It definitely gave them a hard time. I'm sure they're doing just fine. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. They haven't lost any sleep over yeah. it. And then, <laughs> no, if I was to see them, I would buy the guy a beer and then we'd hang out. And I do not hate Green Day, but it's funny because everybody uh, gives me crap. You know, years ago, I used to like not be into them too much for real. And uh, for the real? drummer from Bad Religion, his name is Peter. <laughs> And he'd be like, Trey's a good dude, man. I'd be like, you shut up. You shut up. So, you told Bad Religion to shut up. <laughs> so I actually started my own podcast because what you guys need is competition. Yeah. Oh, bring it on, brother. And I, I tell you, I was supposed to release the first episode today. I'm going to probably do it tomorrow because we had a couple glitches. But I brought on John Mayen, who's the... Uh, drummer the percussionist actually for elton john oh. and my surprise guest was peter feinstone from bad religion no way <laughs> and we talked, yeah and we talked about drums and stupid crap for two hours oh my gosh <laughs> yeah man and then those guys i think called each other after the call was over and keep talking so it's kind of <laughs> it, it was kind of funny but um well we yeah, have learned that like dan said you know it's you know oh give us you know a little bit of time but we all start talking and then it's like oh wow it's like an hour and 15 minutes in <laughs> yeah. an hour is so quick right you yes. know if you get one good story a good story takes what seven ten minutes or whatever dude yeah. actually our time is up right now <laughs> yeah we're done he's like dude i just wanted to tell you yeah. that i love green he's, day and yeah. you're going to hell yeah. <laughs> later bro yeah. <laughs> it was the best shit they ever sam, wrote sam um, you're, you're a little butthurt over it <laughs> just a little <laughs> I got a friend in San Diego and she was to her like, she loves Green Day. So I told her, I'm like, I did this podcast and I mentioned you on like how much you love Green Day. And she's like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Yeah. So, we grew up on Dookie. So, uh, you know, kind of a big deal. I grew deal. up on Dookie. So I got Dookie, you know, I, I toured with STP. It's like a lot of the book is STP. And I had done, remember the clubs where you pay a penny and, and you get all the CDs and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. Columbia House. And, and no one ever Columbia really House. paid it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no one ever like, paid. Yeah, you paid and you the just penny get and, you yeah. get CDs every month. <laughs> yeah, Columbia Columbia's house fell down. Yes, <laughs> big time. <laughs> they burned up. Yeah. But um, I got Dookie on that. Just, I used to love I'm it. Sorry, it just, just hearing that—that's that, funny. It just, it just sounds wrong. <laughs> that was that was a good time. That was a good time though, because you would get CDs. I remember getting CDs from Columbia House. It was in this uh, like cardboard envelope that they would come in that you got to rip apart. And I would just take an hour to just put it on, put the headphones on, and just listen to the whole thing. Uh, I would say front and back, but it was just one side. It was just. <laughs> and I got. Yeah, I was horrible. I got Frank Zappa's uh, apostrophe and appetite. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever it was, but it was one of that and Robert Cray. It was just two great CDs. Oh, two. Yeah. Amazing stuff. I would get their box sets. I was terrible. And then what I would do, they have this, I had this clipping out of like, I don't know, let's say TV guide. Cause we're reminiscing. Yeah. TV and, guide. Um, mm. It said you get 12 for the price of one penny. Well, as time went on and people like you ripped them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they changed, you they saying people like Sam Seitel. All, Sam all like my Sam. fault. S-E-I-T-O-S. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> I'm going to skip town. Well, they switched up their deal, and that meant you could get like 10 CDs for the price of one. 
Well, the one I had, there was no expiration date on it. Oh. So I would tell them, no, you have to honor this. There's no expiration date. I might be like 13 years old, so but I know you're the, the reason they're bankrupt. He worked the system. <laughs> he worked the system I like a pro. I got a lot of box sets. Yeah. I, got a, I, I set one up for my grandparents. I set one up for everybody. <laughs> my, gra- my grandparents are like, they're getting dookie in the mail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. This isn't Pavarotti. I don't know. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> That's awesome. Jay Leno was getting them. <laughs> Man, so you wrote a book. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work, dude. It seriously is. It's like I didn't anticipate it being that that much work. And it how was long? Really, how long from start to finish did it take? Like three years. Yeah. Really? Even yeah, because you, these came from notes, though, right? You had like a journal. Yeah. yeah so, all right, you take your journal, you write it down, then you you elaborate, you you mm. exaggerate, right. you elaborate yeah. your story, and <laughs> you create it all. But then you got to go back and edit it, and then the and then editing t- part is very, very, very time consuming. Uh, and then I did an audio book, which will be released, I believe, tomorrow too. No way, and dude! How was that? Dan will be getting that. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Dude, Dan, I tried. Dan loves his audiobooks. Karen, I tried the other day doing an audiobook. Yeah. I made it three pages, and I was like, I suck. I cannot do it, this. It is so hard. And I, I got a I got a buddy who does uh, voiceover stuff for like uh, Japanese anime and whatnot. And I called him and I'm like, dude, I, I thought you had the most pansy ass job. Right, right. But it's, <laughs> but it's not easy, I right? That, I thought what you do is like, you know, you sit there, you drink your coffee, you fart a few times, you have like a really nice lunch and you read some like, you know, some guy holding a sword, stand there. Dude, that's all so, part of it. But still like being enthusiastic. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. My voice is all jacked up and people are like, Wow, dude, do you think you have Corona? It's like, no, I've been narrating this fucking book, bro. Like, so, and then I did it. So I did the first pass on it, and I just wanted to sound like James Earl Jones. I don't know. Oh, and then yeah. I said, and then we sent you, Dookie Green to my grandma. <laughs> and, and so I, I started listening to it, unfortunately, like weeks and weeks into it, and I'm kind of like, well, this book's boring. So <laughs> I re-hit it a second time. No way. And yeah, so I started over, you know, it's a 500-page book, man. Yeah. So I, I then started it all over again, and I'm halfway through, and then I get into it. Uh, my neighbor bought my house. So I, I have to move. So in the I middle of having, recording. Yeah, in the middle of recording, which means you got to start all over again because now your whole sound is different. Right. So I've kind of read it a few times. I'm, yeah. You're you're over it at this point. You're like, who can I pay to read my book? You but know, dude, next time I would do I would do a couple things. One thing I would do for sure, uh, give it your all the first time round. You yeah. know, listen to it immediately. The second thing, I would have gone to a studio. I wouldn't have tried mm-hmm. to do it myself. Wait, I would have gone to. Were a you doing this studio. at home, like in well, your room? Okay, so my. My mom still lives in the same house, right? The garage. Uh And I was staying at my mom's house because I had two weeks to get out of my house. So I'm staying at my mom's, which, by the way, was awesome. You know, everybody like, so how's it going with your mom? And I'm kind of like, it's cool, dude. She does my laundry and I get dinner every night. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, I love it. They're like, you know, they're like, what does Aaron think? Aaron's my girlfriend for a really long time. And I'm like, I don't really give a shit what she thinks. This is fucking awesome. My mom's doing my laundry and she's yeah. cooking for me. It was a joy, chicken, chicken and fish. I'll be like, yeah. chicken and fish, ma, coming on down. This is going to be great. She, she asked Anyways. you what you wanted every day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing stuff. So 
eventually she kicked us out. So <laughs> that's where the story gets really sad. <laughs> but, but I was staying there for a minute. So I'm there. My, my dad's garage doesn't have all the engines in it anymore, but I had all my crap in it because I moved in there and I didn't get storage. So I would go through these little, like, little aisles I had made, and in the back I had a milk crate. <laughs> and the sound was really good because oh there was God. so much crap you, in there. You definitely should have videoed yourself doing this. <laughs> I would have felt pathetic. I mean, <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm here sitting on my milk crate and reading like, my book. Why did he have a milk crate? Like, he couldn't have got a chair in there, you know, weeks and weeks later. So I would record it in the garage, and then I would run upstairs to my mom's office. And then I would throw it into, uh, not, what is it called? Uh, one of these editing programs. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would listen to it and then I'd try and get it in there. And it, it just was a really long process. And in the background, my mom's a realtor. So in the background all the time, it was like realtor videos where they're talking to each other about the most boring crap imaginable. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because your story about you recording this audiobook kind of matches your story with the band's. Because it seems like you were just not prepared for a lot of the things that came at you. How hard could it be to read a friggin' book, dude? I mean, you just sit there, you know, I don't got any kids or nothing, but I figure you sit there, you read a few pages, you know, big deal. Oops. Oops. So what was your first touring gig where uh, you, you were working with a band? So uh, what happened is some guy came into the garage. We ca- I called him Nigel in the book, and yeah. he... He needed a grunt. He needed a guy to like handle a lot of the, the heart, the work. So they brought me or he, he's like, you know, you can go work for SDP. And I thought the guy was full of crap. Um, There's so many people that came through the garage and, and if you were like, if you like my dad, you were nuts too. So whatever. <laughs> so anyway, three, four days later, whatever, very short period of time, I'm on a plane going to my first gig working for Stone Temple Pilots. And I was kind of sitting there like, I can't believe these guys really want to hire me. <laughs> but um, what, yeah, as things went on, around I what, just put what, a lot what of What year was this? Oh, I want to say 2000, 99, okay. 2000, I think. I think it's 99, but somewhere mm-hmm. around there. And uh, I, I, I really gave it my all as things progressed because I ended up thinking, this is kind of a cool gig and this is an interesting life. And I loved watching STP play. I thought that was really uh, neat. I, I didn't, I, 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 when we first went out, he had told me we were going to tour with the Chili Peppers and I was super excited about that. Um, and STP, honestly, I didn't really care about, I, I got their CD on that really? house thing for real. Yeah. I didn't, but I didn't listen to it a lot. And then when I saw them play the first time, I, I knew they were really good, but I hadn't been to any concerts in my life really. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if that's how all bands were. I, I just wasn't sure what was going on, but I knew that, um, that was cool. And so then as the days progressed and I saw lots of bands play, cause we were doing radio shows, uh, we radio shows, you got a big lineup of a bunch of different bands. Yeah, yeah. I just started like realizing like these guys are like really good, like really, 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 really good. And, um, I started enjoying myself more, but also I was working hard cause I didn't want to get fired. You know, I really <laughs> did. I like, I really still sucked at it. Like <laughs> Probably even at the end. I mean, there was a lot of jokes from the rest of the crew. A lot of the time of like, this kid is just so stupid. You were, man. You were, I mean, not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Let me put you in. Here we go again, where I have to shut Sam's mic off. I didn't finish. Let me finish my sentence. Sam is a pro, former pro wrestler, now owns a daycare center. He's trying to say I got hit in the head a lot. Can't make this up. But listen, man, you were a kid. You were so young going into this. Yeah, that's it. I'm 22 years old. You know, 21, 22. I'm I'm really, really young. So I don't know what's going on. I honestly think that they gave me a lot of chances because I worked hard, but also because I was a kid, you know, and they wanted, mm. they realized I was going to make some errors here and there, but they were all good to me. You know, I don't really talk too much shit in the book. I it's because I like these guys. I had opportunity and I appreciate them giving me it. So when I think about rock stars of today, or maybe just like 10, 15 years ago, one of the dudes who seems like a legit real rocker, a real rock star is Scott from Stone Temple Pilots. Um, yeah. Would you agree with Amazing. that statement? Yeah, he's the real deal. I mean, he, as far as being a front man, I watched him. I, I could see him like handle an audience no matter how big, how, no matter how small. It's an amazing thing when you're standing next to the guy to watch somebody just take over. And he was so good at that. Is, is it more amazing? Is it. It, is it more amazing to see the way he comes to life? You know, because when, when you're backstage or in a dressing room or just looking at him on a bus or something, it's a totally different persona than when he, he gets cool on. Guy. I mean, than when he gets yeah, on stage. People, yeah, like some people are saying, you know, they're like super introverts, and then they get on stage mm-hmm. and they're all crazy and stuff. He wasn't really like that. When you talk to him, he was he's outgoing. He was real friendly. You know, I have that part in the book with the. Uh, him, him and I trying to figure out how to make coffee. I don't know if you got that far. <laughs> I read but, the, know, uh, Yeah, go ahead. I read, I read the Coca-Cola the, the listeners part. haven't, though. The Coca-Cola was really funny. That was crazy. The, that was really funny. But the, yeah, we're trying to, I don't know how to make coffee. I don't drink coffee. So he's like, well, I mean, you know, he doesn't know how to make coffee either. And I'm like, if you drink coffee, I would think you would have a better idea how to make coffee than me, dude. And so these were a lot of the conversations. But I put it in the book because it shows it shows a lot. You know, if, if you really, you don't know how to do functional stuff, <laughs> yet you can go out on a stage mm-hmm. and have 30,000 people immediately, yep. you know, know, and they know every word of your song. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just incredible how you could take over. Um, I think it's very fascinating. Yeah, so, I think so too. I think that like when they're out there, it's almost like they're larger than life, but then they go backstage and it's like, oh crap, you don't know how to make a cup of coffee. You're a human. You're human. Nothing, nothing. And then towards the end that we're sitting there and I'm down there, I don't know how to make an omelet. And you realize, <laughs> oh no, what am I turning into? You know, what am I turning into? I can't even feed myself, man. I don't even know how. <laughs> well, it, it was nice to learn that me and Scott Weiland do have something in common with our tastes of music. Because oh, the- apparently he is a Carpenters fan. I was hoping you were going to say, I was like, yeah, I hope it's something good. I love it. I love the Carpenters too. So. When, when you listen to a Carpenters song, here's my argument in support of the Carpenters. When you listen to a Carpenters song and listen to the perfection of the song, knowing that it's not Pro Tools, right? that there's no crazy editing, this is just, you know. There's a warmth to it. Yeah. And there's a warmth you could not recreate. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And, and to get it so perfect, um, it was no studio gimmicks. It was just a matter of mm. doing it a hundred times until you got it right. Yeah, you know, and, and Scott Wood, he, when we'd have issues with the show, um, the band would play Zeppelin most of the time. And every now and then Scott would sing a little bit of something random until they could get whatever fixed. 
and he'd pick the Carpenters a lot, but I never heard him finish a song. But oh. the way he would sing, you know, long ago, oh, and so very far, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> you know, this is cool, man. So those recordings exist. They were recording the soundboard all the time. So oh, really? that would be, yeah, that would, you know, again, I don't think they ever finished this. I know they never finished a song when I was with them, but oh, that would be fantastic to hear. <laughs> when you were with them, how, what was Scott's state of mind? I know he had his ups and downs in life. He was actually pretty calm on the tour I did. I've heard stories, but with my tour, he was pretty good. I mean, we had a guy there to sort of make sure he stayed good, sort of. I don't know if that's actually realistically possible. But there was a guy for him to hang out with if there was issues. But he was actually pretty all right. He was, he was okay. You know, I didn't see him doing lines or heroin or anything like that ever. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was just one of the many bands. You, you've toured, you toured with... Um... Where you worked with Warrant. Oh, he messed, yeah, I did. He messed up a Warrent show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, 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 I did. Can we talk yeah, a little bit yeah. about that? <laughs> it's a resume builder is what it is, man. <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's what that was. Yeah, we. Uh, so Warrant on the tour I did for Poison. I was working for Poison, and Warrant was the opening band, or one of the two. It was Quiet Riot and Warrant. And... Um, they were cool. I ended up hanging out quite a bit with Jerry, the bass player, and, you know, super good dude. It was fun. We'd go and play pool and stuff like that and put all the expenses on the warrant credit card. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a great way to live. I can imagine what their accountant would be doing. They're like, oh, you know, why are you guys at bars so much? And who's this Joel guy? <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, out of, all the, out of all the bands you got to tour with, which one did you have the most fun with? STP. Yeah. STP did a lot for me. It helped me grow up. It, 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 like I say, it made me a man. But the truth is, is it kind of it kind of gave me insight into a lot of stuff that I had never seen. I was sheltered and I, I appreciate all that a lot. And then it's a it's a it's a really great feeling when you're working for a band and you look to your right and there's Ozzy Osbourne watching the band <laughs> that you're getting paid to work for. Mm. And it's not one night. It's every night Ozzy's there. And then sitting next to Ozzy, Howard Stern. He's a massive fan, always watching. And you're like, I get to do this every night, even in the small places of the country, and I'm getting paid to be here. It makes all that really hard work worthwhile. So I was really proud at the end to be working for that band. It meant a lot to me. What was and your, it still does. Yeah. What was your mindset, though? Because I'm bringing myself back to being 21, 22 years old. I think don't I, get fired, and maybe there'll be boobies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, maybe, and hopefully they're not just Scott's boobies. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah, that would mean nothing to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, did you notice we had a, we had a moment of silence there? All the men in the room yeah. just got really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> like, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, it was funny. I, I, yeah. I get on the phone at night and I'm looking up random crap. And in Alaska, I found an island for sale. And I'm thinking like, we should buy an island. I mean, that would be cool. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio had an island. I'm sure he's how much, like Leonardo how much DiCaprio. They, wait, how much they sell an island for nowadays? <laughs> well, the island was called Breast Island and it was Breast. 60 grand or something like that. And I'm oh. like, dude, it's the most comforting place in the world. It's Breast so, Island. So appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 60 grand. So yeah. 
<laughs> so it, it would be way appropriate for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, growing up though, did you actually get to work with any of the bands that you were like immense fans of? Um, so I was a, I think you're loading me up with this question because I think you know the answer. Damn right. <laughs> I just say I did something my... kooky just to throw you off. I'll, I'll be like, you know, Wilson Phillips. I love Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I did my research. <laughs> yeah, no, I think where we're going here. So I was a huge Guns N' Roses fan when I was a kid. I, um, you guys remember Sam Goody? Yeah. These yes. So they well, were we do. There. I don't know. Does Sam? Do you remember Sam Goody? Didn't he own a store? Oh, stop! Like a Sam <laughs> Sam's Goody. Sam's younger music? than we are, so Teach. sometimes we have to. Yeah, I'm an '83. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got for my bar mitzvah like a twenty-five dollar gift certificate. Wait, I, I have to, I have to interrupt stop. you because Sam just collapsed. Sam, Sam's okay. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold, bro, oh. bro. No, not only yeah. you know, I'm sorry. Juno, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm part of the club too, brother. You know what? I got to be honest here. As soon as I heard you speak, I was like, he's part of the tribe. This guy's part of the tribe. <laughs> well, yes. we we guy's actually smart. we actually have someone from the motherland. I, I'm assuming, right? From the motherland. Come over here, Rochelle. We, yeah, we, his we have his sister with us here today. Who's She's visiting. visiting us? She's never done a podcast, so this is her debut. Rochelle, what do you? Oh, what do sorry, you, Rochelle. What do you have to say to Joel Miller? Shalom. Shalom <laughs> <laughs> to you too. You know, I did an interview for, uh, he's my buddy now, his name's Darren Hauschewitz. And he uh, did the interview for the Jewish Journal because, you know, there's a lot of Jewish roadies. And so he's going through the book and he goes, you know, you had all these issues with Kevin Dubrow, who's the singer of Quiet Riot. If you right, know, yes. right. Yes. He's like, you know, what's the problem? Like the only Jew in the book you fought with. And he's sort of like, I don't know, dude. What kind of fucking question is that? And then I'm like, well, was he Ashkenazi or Sephardic? And he goes, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you should know. You're the one in the Jewish Journal asking all these personal questions. <laughs> Well, we're so, part of the Ashkenazi tribe right here. Oh, representing. okay. Oh, man, she's throwing down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was your bar mitzvah, man? Was it a nice one? No, it sucked. I was sick. Man. Was awful. Was like, oh, he's just he just has stage fright. I'm like, I don't have stage fright. I'm sick. Give me medicine. I'm sick. I swear. I promise I'm sick. But yeah, I made it through. And the most important part was I got a Sam Goody gift certificate. <laughs> and we got a, you guys got to focus here. That's the point. Yes, of the story. it's yeah. about Sam Goody. I'm sorry. Come I'm on. Yes. It's Let's take it back. Sam Goody. And I got to shut so Sam's mic off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> Go ahead. So Sam Goody. And I remember thinking like I, I, I had a tape cassette and a CD because I could only afford one right. of each. Right. And I had hysteria and Ooh. appetite for destruction. Oh. Which Very one good. do you buy CD? Which one do you buy tape? This is a tough decision. It would still be a tough decision, mm. but yeah. I got appetite on CD. And how long well, were you standing actually, in Sam Goody? <laughs> oh, like for a real long time. Yeah. I'm sure my parents came in like maybe late. Yeah. So my CD player didn't work though. So I listened to Hysteria like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a Sony Walkman and I started listening to Appetite every day. I used to go running and I would listen to it every day. So what we're getting at here is I'm on tour and the, and my boss is like, so the next band we're going to work for, um, you've got to be professional. And I'm looking at him like, <laughs> there's only one band that you could even, I could even think of that I would be unprofessional. Please tell me it's the one I'm thinking, you know, and it was, it was Guns N' Roses. And so I was just 
my mind just blew. I'm get to work for my favorite band ever. This is going to be amazing. And it was very cool, man, to work for Axel and those guys. That's awesome. What was your primary job there? Were you just all over the place or did you? <laughs> On guns, uh, I was a carpenter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, honestly, the entourage, it's so huge. Everything's so big. So it is a bit of everything. Yeah, whatever they want me to do. But my, my purpose there was, well, to spread awesomeness and love and joy to the people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, no, my purpose was to see boobies, I think. <laughs> well, at least you're so, honest. <laughs> yeah, the honesty. No, I, I was like, I would help set up the stage and uh, the backdrops and stuff like that. But honestly, on that, those shows, there were no backdrops mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot to set up on the stage. Right. So mostly it was just to it was just help out with whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just well. Boobs. You were there for the no help. Were, were, yeah. there, were there certain cities that just totally blew your mind? Because I know when they would travel out in like South America or something, the, the, the crowds would just be absolutely insane and the capacity. So I only did two shows with guns. I worked for them. I feel like we're, I feel like I worked for them for like six months. I might be inaccurate, but I think it was roughly about that. And we only did two shows. So we did the New Year's show in Las Vegas. And it was the first time that Axel had performed in, you know, a really long time. I feel like saying like a decade. It was a long, long time. And that was cool because it was small. It was at the joint. It was an intimate crowd. There wasn't a lot of people there. And I think it was at the joint. I don't know, but I think so. And that was real cool. Um, A, I'm seeing this guy who I think is just the bee's knees. And B, uh, there's not a lot of people there. This is cool. Rock and Rio was the polar opposite. There was 270,000 documented people. Wait a minute. You can't. Wait. Yeah. What? Wait. Hold on. What? South America party, Sam. A quarter quarter million people? Yeah. Yeah. And you cannot. You have to visualize something like that to really understand how many people that really truly is it's crazy i can't picture that like i have no idea what that looks like like i think it's of like just a, a, it's an ocean it's just an ocean of people it's wow. so many people you can't even see the boobies they're just they're all everything's a mix <laughs> of just it's, color. A, it's a sea right. of boobies right. that's that's one just, giant just boobie. Boobie. Yeah, it's a one yeah. yeah you're just like you those can't strange looking kids oh wait those <laughs> yeah. so how Ooh, look I, at that hat i no. got i gotta ask man like after all those years away how did axel perform um, well, okay. So I'm a fan. So I want to <laughs> say good always, no matter what, because I am a fan and I thought he was awesome. I mean, the, the one at the joint was really neat because again, I felt like an intimate crowd. Mm-hmm. And when you have a band that big and you're watching them play in a small place, I think you get a, you get an, an a feel of luck. And it was, it had that feeling about it. Like, boy, we're all lucky to be here today because there's not a lot of people they got to see this. And that was kind of special. That was nice. But then <laughs> I think at the end of it, what do I say? I'm, my job was to hold the podium for the go-go dancer where the, literally the only place I could look was up her skirt. Literally. <laughs> so that was, not a bad that job was, to like, have. Poor fellow. Not a bad job. <laughs> not, and then I had to help her job. off the podium. Very nice girl, by the way. She was very nice. But um, that was literally my job for Rocket Queen when she uh, danced on the thing. But um, so that I had a feeling of... Uh, of, of luck, opportunity. Rock and Reel is different. That was something that I just uh, didn't quite anticipate. You cannot, you cannot visualize that amount of people until you're there. And then when you're looking out, you're like, 
this is so much bigger than I ever thought. <laughs> I, 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 wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and have you, have you been with, with those capacity crowds only with guns or were you with other, other, yeah. uh, so, no, just with guns. I so mean, that had to be outside something. of guns, probably 30,000 would be a guess, maybe 50, right. 60, but nothing like, yeah, I think like 50, 60 would be the biggest outside of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's really a lot of people. A lot. Now, yeah. did, did you work close? I know you opened, You it was your job to take, uh, to do the lighting and stuff for, for Poison while Warrant was the opening act for them. Did you get close to the guys from Warrant at all? Uh, I was friendly with Jerry, and outside of that, no. Okay. I don't really know the other guys at all. Cause, cause but I, Jerry's the bass player. Yeah, I actually ran into them once in 91. I was in a, I was in a touring band. We played a hotel circuit, and they stayed at the hotel. Okay. And, and the reason I was asking is because there was one guy, I, I, I got to hang out with, um, I got to meet all of them, and then I got to hang out with um, with the bass player for for a little oh. bit while we had we had like an elevator ride. But the rest of the evening, I hung out with this guy and I forget his name. And I I, I was just I always wonder about him because he's the bass player. No, uh, he was just oh. he was just he wound up being like one of their personal roadies, one of their personal assistants, like a bodyguard almost. The guy was huge, and I think his name was Rocks or something. And I just always wondered about him, and I wondered if if, yeah. if he still hung out with with that band at that during that time, and because me and him had we, we had such a good talk, and we became yeah. like good friends, but then we just lost total contact of each other because it was you know we didn't have internet or anything back then, and I just yeah, remembered that guy. Douchebags. <laughs> and i was just wondering you know maybe he knew this guy maybe, maybe. tell him wow. i said hi no, i don't know him i, I yeah. don't remember it was just one word if, if that was that. his name and and this was during the cherry pie tour because they all had yeah. these these uh dan always talks about these jackets oh my god they if had i could if i could order him one of these jackets he would probably really? like oh they he talks about this jacket the band, all the time i've got to see this jacket the, the road crew had these leather jackets, these black leather jackets with embroidered cherries up the sleeves, but it was it was this dark red with this green. It, it looked awesome, and the band itself right. they had suede jackets, and I, I just remember I, I swear his name had to be Rocks, and, uh, I and could we, look into, we just hit it off. We guy. just hit it yeah. off. He's he's probably dead by now. Oh damn! <laughs> you don't understand. Every time I try to get a good guest or someone I want to talk to, they're dead. But we got Joel. But we and got, we got you. Joel. Uh, <laughs> but he, but he found us right now. He, and he's probably yeah. like, this. Like, Joel, he Joel totally, found us. Every week, he my totally old friend, just insulted and he thinks you. I'm dead. Yeah, he totally just <laughs> insulted you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, Joel. So you had this argument with, with, with Kevin Dubrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I've, I've always loved Kevin Dubrow. And, and I, I, the beautiful Karen who sits next to me, my, my wonderful <laughs> wife, she got me hooked on this my show. Name, my first name is not beautiful, just so you she, know. She got me hooked on this show called, <laughs> called Botched. Yeah. With, his brother oh, is. Oh, yeah. And his yeah. brother Terry. is, is the, uh, the plastic surgeon, Terry Dubrow. Right. Yeah. So, He's and it's like, funny. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you've got to, you know, I, I don't have any issues with, well, he's passed away, obviously, yeah, but I didn't happened? have any issues with Kevin. What happened was, is I was trying to just make conversation with him, 
And so I said to him, like, you know, I just found out Randy Rhodes started Quiet Riot. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So just think of like a really bad interview. Yeah. I'm sure you could do that, right? <laughs> so I, yeah. We have no so idea I, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. So he, 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 uh, he's like, yeah, man, he did. He started the band. I was like, oh, it's cool. So whatever. And I went around my work. And I don't know. So then I'm sitting there on stage and I hear him and he's like, you know, what's amazing, man. You know, what's amazing, man. In our band, people that work for us, man, oh, they man. didn't even know that Randy Rhodes started this fucking band, man. And I'm kind of like, is this motherfucker talking about me? You know, so I'm sitting there all of a sudden like, I thought we were buddies. You know, we were both going for the candy dish together. We were eating food, talking about Randy Rhodes, and then you start talking shit. So I'm, I'm livid. I'm, well, I'm not livid. I wasn't that mad. But I... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to help you guys with any of your crap then. You can move your own shit around. Have fun. So that's kind of what happened. Well, but, you're, you're always you know. trying to break the ice. You know, you're always trying to break the ice. You have an interesting story where you're, you're just trying to start conversations with people. And, and you, yeah, I need friends. You, like you know, the whole thing, I keep jacking them all up. Like, please tell them about your Keanu Reeves Taco Bell Oh no! Incident. Oh, that's my favorite part of the book. That's my favorite story because of the randomness. And so, Keanu is where he has a band called or had. I don't know. I'm not sure. But it now was this a band is right Dog after Star. the Matrix. This is Keanu is Keanu. It's right. not when he was right. starting he's, out. He's no, he was already well known person in the world. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, he had a band called Dog Star, and actually it was funny. It was like we were in an airport like years later, and I. I saw them. I'm like, dude, you know, and they're like, wow, this, you know, we're in a different state or whatever. They're like, wow, how do you know those guys? I'm like, it's the band Dogstar. Why the fuck would you know them? I'm like, oh, why are you guys so mean, dude? You know what sucks? Your fucking music sucks, dude. Kind of reads the shit. You're an asshole. So anyway, back to the story though. So I'm working for him. I'm just a runner at the studio and they send me out to go get some Taco Bell. And uh, I bring back some Taco Bell and Keanu, there was like five bucks left over. He goes, you just keep it. I'm like, no, it's cool. You keep it. He's like, you can, you can have it, man. I'm like, no, I don't want it. You keep it. So later, my friends would be like, you're arguing with him over five bucks? Right. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want it. They're like, why? Do you, like, do you have this like, high standard that you won't take Keanu's $5? I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't want to take it, dude. I didn't want to take it. There was like no reason. So then um, he's eating his Taco Bell watching hockey. The guy like loves hockey. So he's sitting there, and, and I'm like, I got a story for you. And, I, and he just kind of looked at me, and he's kind of – it's kind of like, I don't want to hear your fucking story, dude. I just want to watch the hockey game. And then I just, I really don't give a fuck about you. So <laughs> I'm a, well, okay, I'm going to tell you my story. So I'm like, I was in Egypt and how it works is you get onto a bus in Egypt. And when you get to the border for Israel and Egypt, you have to switch buses. And in each bus are people with like fully automatic machine guns and shit. And they have like, you know, armored cars in front and back here in the Middle East. So we're on the Egyptian side heading towards the border and they're watching the movie Speed. And I just start laughing, thinking like, man, this is so ironic. You know, man, we're fucking bombs, Middle East and machine guns. And I'm like, and nobody laughed. They just got mad. I was, I was interrupting the movie. (laughs) And, And Keanu, I remember Keanu looking at me going, you know, it's actually a pretty good story, man. And I'm like, I told you it was a good story. I told you. And I'm so excited. But the whole time, I love that one. The whole time you're telling him the story, he's just eating his, his, his taco his, bell. He's eating his taco bell, yeah. Watch, he's eating trying his, to he's watch like putting the sauce on. I'm there. He's putting like the hot sauce on the taco. And I think 
you know, I think what he would probably be doing is like, how long is this stupid story going to be? Right. Because I just want to, I just want to eat my taco. Right. The Islanders are up by one and and it's a shootout. When's this going to shoot? I've never, I've never not liked being famous until this little fucker came in here (laughs) and talked to me about like the Middle East and shit. I don't know what he's talking about, man. I don't know why. What's going on? We just promoted the hell out of Taco Bell. <laughs> I love Taco Those Bell. To be yes. really Dude. We do too. Dude, my I'm sister, okay my sister just too. came it's in from Israel. Really There's nowhere else she wants to go. It's like crazy but though, isn't it? She wants Taco to go Bell to, reels she wants you that, in. She wants that chalupa. Drop you know? the chalupa. Drop chalupa. that chalupa. Oh, I'm old school. Bean burrito, two tacos, like two soft tacos. Bean, oh, I like bean that burrito. is old school. I miss the Mexi like, melts, man. Do you like the Doritos Tacos Locos? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, I'm not sure. We're judging you, like, you. Okay, wait. Do you like Doritos? Wait a minute. Those aren't. That's not on the 99 cent menu. Oh, You're just into the oh high end. Oh my gosh! And, and, you got to yeah, splurge just money. a little. Yeah. Stop. I had to shut her mic nah. off because she hasn't even had taco until two years ago. Her entire life, she never had Taco Bell. I never had Taco Bell. And Why'd you turn mine off too, yeah. dude? <laughs> I really did. I never had Taco Bell until like two, two, oh, two about years, two ago. years ago, and he was like. What? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, remember I saw someone they're like voted the best Mexican food and whatever. I'm like, Taco Bell is Mexican food. <laughs> you know why they don't have a play area? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they don't have a play area. You My know- thing actually. So back to so Taco Bell. You remember when Batman came out? The like the one with yeah. the, the Tim Burton Batman. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, they used to have like the nacho chips that had cinnamon on them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when they did that movie, they did this promo where they came out with the twisty cinnamon things. Yeah. Yeah. And they never made the nacho things ever again, dude. The chips were so much better than the twisties. We got screwed. <laughs> Tim Burton fucked <laughs> us again, man. Again. Damn. A- added to the list of Tim Burton fuck us. Yeah. That might be the top, top of the list right there. That's it. Horrible thing That's these it. guys did, you know? Yeah. It's been a lot of time, too. They could bring the damn nacho chips back. It's bullshit. Well, you do know my name is Karen, so I can speak to a manager. <laughs> She's a Karen. <laughs> I really am not. I didn't know this. Whole, you know, I'm like in a bubble. I didn't know this whole Karen crap. Oh I didn't my know. Gosh. So it's our friend's birthday, I get, and I see I this little tortured. like meme, and I'm. Oh, I bet now. I mean, I bet you like names change now. People I are not going to name their kid Karen. I know. I get tortured, and I really am not that Karen. I am not. Yeah, okay. she can be. Yeah. Hey, hey now. I'll show you the text from today. Oh, snap, dude. He's like, I had to call customer service. I had to be Karen. Joel, Joel, while they're having a moment, can you tell us your Karen story? I already forgot it. I was so absorbed. I don't know. You, you were getting a, it was a birthday. And you saw. Oh, right. So it's my friend's birthday. And I see this meme on Facebook or whatever. And it, I'm like, wow, what a coincidence. It's got her name in it. <laughs> and so I sent it to her and like a few days later I got like an LOL and then my, and then my girlfriend re- she told me the whole Karen thing. I'm like, I've never heard that. I'm like, but I don't get it. And she's right. like, well, like Karen's the most like white name. It, <laughs> it's like, Oh, the, it's, okay. It's, okay. I'm like, oh, I don't really get it still, but all right, I'm working on it in my head. And then like a few days later, I'm sort of like, I fucking get it, dude. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. But I really am not that Karen. No, I swear. In all honesty, you give Karen's a great name. I, I think the irony of it all is, is the main image that they use as Karen is a, is a woman named Kate. Yeah, it's Kate Goslin. Right. 
Sorry. From, from reality show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like that's the image of it. With, like with the, the short the hair, hair shaved the, on the side yeah, or, like or something. Kind of yeah. Oh nice. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of not nice. Like the chick mullet kind yes, of like yes. modern I chick mullet. I swear really. I don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I dude, if I had hair, I'd sport that thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I look like Karen. <laughs> So, Joel, riding around in these tour buses, like, I mean, tour buses and buses are legendary. People always wonder what goes on in the bus. Like, Uh how was it? Was it everything you dreamed it would be? Was it not so much? Like, do you have any kick-ass story from one particular instance in one of these tour buses? So, like, in the great words of Snake Sabo from Skid Row, (laughs) everybody a moment for greatness. (laughs) He told my guy working for me one time that, you you wash you you wash your balls off in the sink. You eat a piece of pizza. You go to sleep, and tomorrow you do it all over again. <laughs> that's rock and roll. That's, that's, that's rock and, a, rock that's and roll. That's the epitome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he has the pizza line in there. I think I, I think I added. You added line. that. It's fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? fitting I think it's fitting. Well, it's two great minds. Added, added a bit of problem, like, integrity yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, you know the great words of and the great words of. Yeah. Well, at least you washed your balls. <laughs> it's important. Keep it clean. Important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all are like a big dirt pile with yeah. like real clean balls. Yeah, that's it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. their, their balls were clean. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the all the kids listening to this and stuff are like, Sorry. he's not talking about Slash. Sorry. He's talking about balls. Sorry, kids. He's talking about Taco, Taco Bell balls. Yeah. I wanted to hear about Metallica and Slash and Cranberries. <laughs> Joel, hey Joel, why, yeah. man, why did you write this book? Uh, what made you motivated, and uh, how did it come about? So I got cancer. Wait, oh really? <laughs> That's serious. I know taken on a turn. I know. So I got melanoma. You know, I had this little itty bitty spot, and I go oh to the my doctor. God. My doctor, my doctor is cool, and so she says to me, she's like, "I need you to go see a skin doctor," and I'm kind of like, "I'll go do whatever you want." And she just wouldn't leave me alone. She kept bugging me. And I'm like, I'll fucking go. So then I get home and she's like, you know, my girlfriend's like, how did it go? I'm like, doctor is being tough, dude. So I go to see the skin doctor and sure enough, she was actually right on the money. I had melanoma. Oh. So they like rip out a little piece of my leg. And um, I started thinking, I'm like, man, if I like croak, my nephews will just think that I'm a guy who sold a lot of shit on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, Is that, I don't really oh my. That's your side gig? It's one of them, yeah. yeah. I'm a pretty big eBay guy. So I I, um, I started focusing more on finishing the book. So I'm, I'm real friendly with a guy named Michael Grace. Michael wrote Poltergeist in oh. Cool World and Marked for Death and a lot of you know, kick-ass stuff. Hey, and, hey, hey, uh, hook us up with an interview. We, we just did a whole segment. We, did, yeah. we just did a whole segment on horror, horror films, films, and I loved Poltergeist. We yep. talked about Toby Hooper, Spielberg, the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, he's an awesome guy too. He's just in the middle of moving, so you might have to wait a while. <laughs> All right. Is he, is he living um, with his mom too? <laughs> no, no, he's gonna move to Colorado. We want to go check out Colorado. Yeah, pretty he's a, he's though. It's gorgeous there. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, real good guy. We talk a lot and. So I'm working for him years ago. He had seen the movie I made. And uh, from a producer's aspect, he thought it was cool. So we became buddies and I'm working for him basically. And he's like, you know, I want you to go home and I want you to think of something that we can work on together. That would be a really good opportunity, you know. So go home and think of something and we can put it together. So I go home and drink my fucking ass off with my friends and party all night. So I come back into into the thing and I'm like, so I'm working real hard. 
<laughs> and I just, and I got a great idea. He's like, okay, I'm like, we're going to make a movie and we're going to call it Poltergeist 4 and it's going to be fucking huge. <laughs> and he's just like, get the fuck out of my office. Get the fuck out of my office. So, he, he would bug me and he bugged me for years. You know, you should really just sit down and write your, your story, man. And I, I, um, I don't know. I was just, it was just kind of hard to write your own deal. It was like more fun to make up stuff. So I well, started. It's really, I, I, I imagine that, you know, thinking back, like you said, you have to like really think back. Okay. What did I yeah. do? What, it's you know, hard, but yeah. I had all these yeah. journals. Right. And so when you're Look, reading through awesome. the journals, which is awesome. Yeah. So reading through the journals, um, you, you begin, it, it will spark stuff It'll in your bring, head yeah. where you're thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh man, you know, I've got pages and pages about some girl I was keen on and I have no idea who the person is. Like you no were, recollection. Oh, wait, you were keen no on. That was so cute. Yeah, yeah I got the liners. I was so keen I, on her. Okay, yeah, I'm that. shutting her mic off again so you can finish your story. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm working on getting a beer sponsor, so I'm trying to be nice. Okay. I'm, I've been trying. So I uh happened here karen you checked on my story karen <laughs> all right so i'm hanging out with michael and he was saying i should really try to do it and i opened up uh some old journals and i started looking through them and i was like wow that's actually a really good story that was funny i forgot that and i was started writing them and putting them together and then at the end i called some of the roadie buddies and i was like okay i got a couple questions Do you remember bobbity blah and they'd be like yeah 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 and they'd add a little bit of tidbits here and there sometimes that were you know, if you're putting it together, a cake, it's the frosting. It's the little, it's the little stuff that makes it so tasty. And so by the end, I thought I'd done a pretty decent job. I know it's real long and stuff, but I wrote it for my nephews. I didn't write it for everybody. And I uploaded it onto the computer because Amazon lets you, so why not? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like edited, really. <laughs> so people were start downloading it and reading it like crazy. And I'm thinking like, oh shit, oh, we yeah. gotta, I got to edit this thing wait, for real. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Were they, were they paying for it already? Yeah. Yeah. They were paying for the unfinished book. Well, they thought it was finished. I just didn't <laughs> think a bunch of people would be interested. I don't know. I mean, they're just dumb stories. So I start editing like, oh, like crazy. I got to stop doing like a lot of my work and focusing on finishing this book and like editing it and make sure it reads good. So, um, uh, probably around January is when we, when I pretty much finished it for real and uploaded it like it should be. And I learned a little bit. I should have done the audio book and the book together and released them at the same time and stuff like that. But it's been a real fun ride. And then the book, I think my girlfriend saw it first. She's like, your book is the number one new release in, on Amazon in bio. No way, That's dude. Awesome. Yeah, and we kind of look, and I'm like, well, holy shit, there's a lot of stupid people out there. <laughs> we kind of look at it together, and I'm like, shit. So she showed my mom, and my mom was like, oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> That's very nice. That's yeah. very nice. Would you like so, chicken yeah, parm tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, my girlfriend made us all dinner. We did this like, super like... curly dinner, dude. It was like chips and stuff. And she's like, how does it feel that your son has the number one book in bios in America right now or whatever? And my mom's like, yeah, you know, pass the brie. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, that's great, yeah, honey. That's great. Yeah. He's still in the garage. Yeah. I have laundry then, to do tonight. <laughs> for whatever reason, like maybe a, a couple weeks ago, it's it's still on the bestsellers list on Amazon. And so Congrats. her cousin in France sent it to her. 
And he's like, yeah, the whole family's buying it. And so my mom, like, I don't know, out of nowhere is like super proud about me all well, of a sudden. Well, because now the family knows. <laughs> well, the family is. And I'm and like, yeah, like, wait till they read it, mom. They're not going to be so <laughs> Yeah, right. They're like, skip through <laughs> chapters two through five. No. <laughs> yeah, just skip some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm like, yeah, when they read it, they're going to be so. She goes, well, I don't think they can read in English. <laughs> oh, no. So they like, just so wanted your book. <laughs> they want the, but well, I'm going to have reviews on Amazon. That I'm yeah. like, you know, Dude. Tom, mui, mui, bueno. I don't know. You just seem to stumble into all this stuff. He does, you, right? You don't ask for it, you know, throughout the whole book, your your whole story, and even this, the evolution of the book, you, you just stumble into this. You you stumbled into the, um, just, just. Life, life, should be a, life should be a fun ride. You know, you, you yeah, should. totally mm. agree. It, it, the way I look at it, if we all live to we're 100, and we're all going to laugh and say, oh, we, we won't. <laughs> but let's say we all do. Right. A hundred years ain't that long. Still short. Yeah. I knew no, you were going to say true. still <laughs> short. It ain't nothing. You know, I got true. asked in an interview, like a lot of these interviews, they have a little catchphrase and they, it's one of their gimmicks that they ask you. And she said to me, her, her phrase was, if you could go back in time or you could go in the, in the future, you know, what would you prefer and why? And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm happy today. (laughs) My life is all right. I'm cool. This is good stuff. All right. Even with everything going on, you know, make the most out of it, dude. You don't know what tomorrow may bring, but be excited about what it might bring too. It could be a cool day. It's fascinating because I don't think anyone else could, you know, there are many roadies out there. There are many roadie stories. There are many behind the scenes stories, but you have such a personality and, oh, thanks, and 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 such that. such this this enthusiasm towards everything that um, I think only you could make this act could actually pull this off. As, oh, as hold a on, book the phone stuff. cut out. What did you say? <laughs> you suck. You want to repeat that? Wait, I want to repeat. I'll, I'll just I'll just pl- say you that just again for the people to the in podcast. the back. You got me though. It's because there's three of you. I had this Gossman guy tell me this nice stuff, and I was like, you know, sorry, I didn't hear you. Because your book was the best roadie book I ever, you know, the best music book I ever read, and I got him to say it three times, and I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 dude. Let me tell you something, man. You um yeah. the one of the reasons this book, what Dan was saying, is like. You're a normal dude. You're you're a normal dude, but at the same time, you're fun, dude. You seem like you get it. You get life. You get what is important in life, and you're just kind of like along for this ride. And uh, it, it makes for this really good book where this guy who you can relate to is hanging out with the people you want to hang out with, and you get to hear the stories from him, and he's highly entertaining while he's telling the stories. Yeah, honestly, I was going to make another joke, but in all sincerity, yeah, you know, I mean, it's true. I appreciate it. And I'm just, I was just some guy. I just, I'm just some kid, but your dad fixed cars and they brought me on the road and I lived, I had this really awesome experience, but, um, you yeah. can do cool stuff too. Everybody, you know, not you specifically. I mean, people. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> I wanted to do something yeah, cool. Your life but is it's, over, yeah. Sam. It's, it's sorry. Not, it's not like you made a list. This is what's so fascinating about you. It's not like you made a list. I'm going to do this. I Because I got my goals for 2020. You know, there, there's things that I have. I have goals. I want to do this, do this, do this, do this, and hope yeah. I can pull it off. You, you're just sitting there. I get so drunk just, on New Year's. I never, I never get the goal. Yeah, you're just sitting there. Jay Leno says, hey, you want to take a ride? 
Boom. <laughs> you got a ride. In an airplane car. In yeah. an airplane car. In an airplane and then, car. Yeah, shitty, shitty, bang, bang, bang. You get to go in, in, your, in your car. Uh, yo, you, you want to do some... You know, work work on some films. You you want to? Hey, could you deliver this yeah, money? But- this is a whole another part of the chapter we didn't even talk about with the, with the book. You know, could you could you deliver this bag of money to to this person? Could you get Keanu Reeves some tacos? Could you? <laughs> hey, do you want to be a roadie? People, it was as if people just come to you where you didn't really have to. It's so crazy. Yes. Dude, why does he know why your book? Your book. I'm just going to put this book on Amazon. I'm just going to put this book on Amazon. Boom, people are listening to it. I have songs that nobody heard. I've thrown things out there and told everybody, hey, listen to this. Listen to this. Nobody listens. Joel falls in shit. He does. (laughs) Joel, do you fall in shit? The mere fact fact that you're this young kid. I've stepped in some poop. Yeah. (laughs) The mere fact. I've found some dookie here and there that I wish I didn't listen. (laughs) Dookie. Yeah, the mere fact that you're talking to Keanu Reeves because you have Egypt. (laughs) Yeah, I just went to Egypt. Yeah. Who the hell goes to Egypt? (laughs) Oh, seriously, right? Yes. I don't know freaking Egypt. You know what? The food on the street was really good. That was my (laughs) Yes. Dude, it's ridiculous, right? Really good food, yeah. No, I mean, I just like, you know, when doors open, I try to, but it's not just that, too. I try different things and see how it goes. So, like, with the podcast thing that I'm going to start, you know, this is your world. So I spoke to an agent's buddy and I was like, Hey, you know, if I write up a one sheet, can you, can you send it some bigger podcast for me? And I wrote, what was my line? I wrote in there. Um, this book is the best book, uh, other than green eggs and ham, which might've had a larger meaning, something stupid like that. And so he calls me and he goes, you need to start a podcast. And I'm sort of like, oh, no, I've been on a lot. No, you were and rocking it's a lot of work yeah, and no, you're fun. Yeah. There's a lot. So he's kind of like, no, I'm serious. I want you to do it. So I looked into it a little bit and I got on some podcast groups. And I'm like, so, hey, how do you guys do this crap? And the yeah. truth was, it was like, it's cheap to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'll try. So I did that interview the other day. I've done a few and I was like, that was so much fun. But it was just <laughs> because the guy said, you know, give it a try. Right. So I think what's important is when somebody says in life, you know, give this a try, do your research, do spend a few yeah. minutes thinking if it's something you want to dive into. But if all of the checks are there, hell, man, give it a go. You know, I'm not saying give your money to a pyramid scheme guy, right? No. But research, research <laughs> yeah. it before you say screw I, you. I, I don't know. I mean, look into stuff. I think that's the thing, and it's a testament to your personality. You, you just say, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Where, where someone yeah. like me, I'll, I'll start with the whole list of why things can go wrong. Well, yes. the plane will crash. Really? This will happen. Yes. This will happen. Yes. Yeah. I, I think of Dan all the things that just can, like I can never just the say. Button. He just doesn't. I'll go. He, I'll do it. He'll talk about it for you know? months and months and months. And then I'm like, just do it. This is where why me and Dan, Dan are yin and yang. I'm yeah. more like you, Joel. I'm like, yeah. let's just I'm go like, for just it, go. dude. Like Dan will walk. Dan will do research for a purchase. A purchase. He'll do research for like months, and I'm like, um, really, just go. Uh, so I'm terrible. So my my buddy's older sister. We hang out the other day, and I got this new house, right? Because I had to sell the house. So I right. got this house, and it got this huge ass shower. And I'm in the shower and everybody's like, what do you think of your house? I'm like, see, my house sucks, man. It's got this big ass shower in there. And I'm like, it's so big that my balls are fucking freezing, dude. And the sky jam big shower. It was a regular sky shower. But they're clean. I was, they're clean. They're <laughs> clean. Very clean. But I, I'm like, this fucking place. And so what I wanted, because the shower is so freaking big, is I wanted to get a thing to put my towel in. And that way, when I get, when, I don't have to get out of the shower. I can right. grab you the towel just and get the towel. Right. Yeah. 
you know, it'd be nice and get all, get all happy. Right. But um, I can't find a fucking like bin to put the towel inside of. Right. So she's all, Joel, I mean, you know, with all the stuff you got going on, you can't just go to Target. We're going to go to Target today and we're going to buy you a bin. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want one now. She was there like, oh, we because go. you don't want to spend now the money on it. Now we're plugging Target. Now we're plugging Target. for like hours at night trying to find a bin that's the perfect size for the towel in the shower. Like, why isn't there a freaking bin tower, towel thing? Right. Bullshit. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have that a very, very tough time making, <laughs> I, I do admit I have a tough time making decisions, but like, if I know I need something, I just go buy it. Dan's like, what's the best thing? He'll, he will literally research. No, but, but I'm, not just that, but any opportunity. Hey, you know, would you like to go on tour? Uh, I don't know. Would you like to do this? No, I've, I've, I've sabotaged my career really yes. oh my god yeah, yeah. dude we the voice you should that. move with me the to voice i auditioned for the voice i sabotaged that he dude. did he totally did yeah. because cool. yeah he he totally should have gone through and he did not do the right song no and i, I just yep. i'm joel I just, joel I, you need to talk to dan yeah, yeah. Dan. yep Dan, we're gonna move to Bristol island and we're gonna cuddle in alaska We'll see. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the next thing on well, my how, list. How that far is that? Because it's cold. <laughs> see, that's how I see, think. Look at him. Come on, just go. Who's going to feed the Who's going to feed the dog, Joel? Who's going to feed the dog? Joel, Joel, back to you, dude. Enough about no Dan. snakes. There's Joel. no snakes on Breast Island. It's safe. The Joel. dog can run around and eat flowers. Okay, I'll take breast. <laughs> Joel, for a dude who who is like me, a guy is a yes man. Just like let's do it. Uh, we'll so hunt through the bushes on breast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what is next? Like, I, so yeah, you wrote I got to know what's next. <laughs> you wrote this okay, book. Okay, so a few things. I got a few. So, first off, uh, wash your balls. <laughs> first comes first. Oh, what have we learned? So I might be doing a memorabilia TV show. I'll let you guys know. I don't know. Oh. It's kind of, yeah, that was why I was actually late to your phone call. I'm talking to these guys about doing that. You have actually shit. I totally forgot. You have like, you an, have shit. I'm, yeah, you have shit. Dookie. You have Dookie. No, no, this is this is the opposite of Dookie, dude. I, through your interviews, I heard that you have a piece of history, and, and I yeah. only know this. Your most prized piece. Can you lay it on our listeners? Sounds profane. So I own the original handwritten sheet music to Pink Floyd, The Wall. Oh, oh. really? Album. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do in my podcast, I'm bringing on some pretty serious music guys and we're going to start breaking down the sheet music. It's hundreds of pages to understand the true creativity behind what made the album. And so um, I got that going on and then I've got a lot of other music type memorabilia stuff. So I might be doing the show, might not, not quite That's sure. That's a whole other segment and, as a guest right here because yeah. we do. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. different. And then... Um, yeah, those are those honestly that's that's keeping me kind of busy right now. Yeah. But uh you know, I'm a landlord. I argue with tenants too that <laughs> most of most of them we don't argue too much, but every now and then You're a landlord. Me. You're the man, Joel. I wish you were my landlord. <laughs> oh my goodness. The book the book is Memoir of a Roadie. And this is Joel A. Miller. Do you prefer Joel A. Miller? Is that your author name, or do you, is it just Joel Miller? Oh. Joel's gone. Ah, See, he doesn't he want to be it, my landlord. He made it an hour exactly, I guess. I asked him to be my landlord, and he dipped. That's all right. We That's love right. Joel. The book is Memoir of a Roadie. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it everywhere. <laughs> everywhere where books are sold, and the audio book is coming soon. 
You can find out more about that. Go to um, Memoir of Rhoda. You could just look it up. Memoir. Do you know how to spell memoir, Sam? Yeah, of course. I'm a teacher. It's, it's, it starts with an L. <laughs> no, it's M-E-M-O-I-R-R. No. Did I say two R's? Yeah, one R. Single R, <laughs> and that's the end. Yeah. That's the end. Hello? Sorry. The Who is back? I want to be your Wait, tenant, and we, I'm like... We, we, we were like, that ain't um, never gonna happen. We, thought, yeah. <laughs> we were like, I was, Sam, you offended I was certain him. Sam pissed you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in your house. I'm like, you ain't never living with me. Ah, <laughs> oh, turn my mic off. Just fine. You turn my mic off. <laughs> Joel, thank you, man, so much for doing thank this, you. dude, and writing the book and just being so awesome. What do you? Well, pre- thank you, guys. That was honestly a lot of fun. Thank Where you. do you prefer people find your book? Just, Amazon. Just, just Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. And yeah, then, the beast of Amazon is has large tentacles. They're everywhere. And then you'll so have you the, go to uh, Barnes and Noble. You're actually buying it from Amazon. I think at the end anyway. I think you probably. And then you'll are. have the Audible. Um, I'm assuming the audio book will be on Audible. Yeah, he's been he's been texting me while we're on the phone. So he's just finishing the last bits of uh, I don't know, whatever they do to make it sound a little better. And I'm going to start uploading it when we get off the phone. Uh, After the fourth time recording it. With, with, thank you so much for being <laughs> much a part work. of this. Well, thank you, guys. I thank really appreciate you. it, and I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Hell yeah, Absolutely, man. Joe. Take care. Later, dude. Oh, you know See what, you Joe? Joe, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna edit this out of the show, but we always like sure. to send send our guests a thank you note and stuff. Do you have a um an address where I can send it to you? Uh, a street or the his, uh, computer? His, his mom's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we have a thank <laughs> you note. I'd like to send you a no, old old fashioned snail mail yep. address. Yeah, we send. I'll you. text you. Uh, okay, yeah. that'd be perfect. That'd be fantastic. That'd be perfect. That'd be All perfect. right. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. Hey, you guys too. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And it's just us, Karen. Where'd everybody? Sam went to the bathroom. Oh, you, you joined the show. <laughs> Join the show. Come on. Come on. Sit down. Take Sam's, Sam's sister, spot. Sam's sister's going to pitch hit for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. As we wrap some things up. So what did you think? That was your... Um, that was your first listening experience mm-hmm. to Sam's. That was your first live. Yes, it was, and I have to tell you, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> all, all of you guys, all together, Joel, everything, the whole show. It was fun, wasn't it? So much fun. <laughs> this is this is what we do. This is what we do. <laughs> fantastic! Is, yeah, yay! <laughs> that's how we have fun. That that's how we enjoy ourselves. Yes. And and Sam Sam only had another minute or two to just. To just hang. He can't. He cannot no. hold it. No, he can't. He really can't. He's worse than a woman. He is worse than a woman. We you were can, just talking about that. You can find the nostalgia hey, cafe. I'm oh, yeah. over nostalgia. Oh my god. See what happens when I leave. This is <laughs> bad. Oh my god. You can find the nostalgia cafe on Instagram by and on Facebook. Do you hear what the hell's going on right now? Put my mic up. I got something to say. Guys. Oh. Hook us up. Uh, if you love this show, if you like this show, please drop us a five-star review. Karen, stop laughing at me. <laughs> and the rest of you, please hook us up. We love you, and I, we hope you love us enough <laughs> to hook us up with that review. Please, people. <laughs> Be sure to also check out the Pillars of Hamilton, the Dan Morrow Show, and Couples <laughs> Retreat. Why do I even bother? <laughs> what upsets me... I'm sorry, I'm going to shut this off for a second. What upsets me is... Wait, wait, Dan's bad. Dan's mad. We have to stop. We were supposed to be videoing. Oh, yeah, that would have been really bad. All right. (laughs) That would have been bad. So.
the fans were to see me just knock over all the nostalgia Everything stuff. Everything on our on our shelves. That would have been caught on Santa's camera. But the shot glasses still stand. They, they are still standing. Okay. Standing tall. Okay. Because right. that, that's going to be, we're going to be taking this a, a picture for, for The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for his Terramana. We're going to take a little shot of his tequila. <laughs> let him know we love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to take that picture. Yep. And we were supposed to have this on video. I'm having some glitches right now, but I hope that the next show will be finally on video. And then you can see w- what a fucking mess we are. Right now. Okay, in person, so, yes. live, baby. Right. So I will try to do this one more time. Dan, don't hate us, only, dude. Only because he loves us. He needs oh. us. We need you, Dan, to hold it together. We love you, man. I, I am the glue. He's the glue. <laughs> this is the juggernaut that that we we called in the Statue Cafe, people. Ow. Have a good night. Later, Holmes. (laughs) Bye. They're still going on. They're still going on at this. (laughs) We knocked all that stuff over. Okay, I ended this show officially eight minutes ago. (laughs) This show is never ending. You're with us for life, people. Dan, you are stuck with us, dude. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Come on. Come on. It's like yeah. mold. Nostalgia. My favorite my favorite part, my favorite part right here. Let's see. Wait. Oh. 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 Alright, good night.